0: Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode 107 in a brand new year uh, of the we Down do. South Photo Show no, no. with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy on your other screen or in your other ear. If you are listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania,
1: Australia. Happy New Year, Cam, even though we did that last episode. How are you? Happy New Year, Brendan, even though we did it last episode. I'm good. Um, It's 2024. Nothing Crazy, right? Isn't it funny how we expect to feel like something different after New Year? Yeah. The yeah, same, yeah, that's right. it's, a, it's the same shit, different day. It's no you different. and I have been around the block enough times to realize that New Year's resolutions <laughs> aren't worth the paper they're written on. Well, I joined um, a gym. To, I joined a gym today. Yep. Yeah, good luck with that membership for six days, and then it'll yep, be yep. gone. No, I felt like donating some money each week or something. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've I've got to get a little bit fitter, and um, got a couple of walks coming up, so I wouldn't mind maybe getting a bit fitter for them. And well, this is true. Um, and so yeah, I joined a gym, and. I'll probably start going when I get back from Melbourne in three weeks' time. Yeah, very good. I won't, I won't start straight away, but probably should have joined then. But anyway, uh, I'm well. How are you going? You've been pretty busy, haven't you? A uh, lot yep. on. Um, mm. It's been the,
0: the start of the year. Uh, yeah, well, it, from pretty much Boxing Day through till late January for me, it's always busy. Little yeah. Ocean Grove uh, swells to a population of around 50,000 at this time of year. So mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of visitors, all the Airbnbs are full, all the holiday houses are full, all the caravan parks, campgrounds. That's beaches, true. Yeah. It's very, very full, So, um, yeah. which is great for business, I'm running mm. a shop like I do here in little old Ocean Grove. Uh, I get a lot of new people, so uh, I make sure that, I mean, I treat all my customers very well, of course, but I always make sure to put my best foot forward
1: with all the new faces so people I just... can have a look and uh, check me yeah. out. You sort of just made a really interesting point then, which I completely did not even fathom about where you work. Is yes. that it is a big touristy town where you are? Like, there's it's a lot it's of very,
0: very seasonal here in. Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, so when you say whenever I say you like I'm busier than a one arm painter or whatever. Yes, you, you may you may have used a different st- phrase today than that <laughs> <laughs> one that can't be aired on the show. One that can't be aired on the show. Um, but when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah. But why is it wasn't any different? But yeah, you're right. Like all the Airbnb's, there's caravan parks down there. There's day trippers coming down. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, right. Like the the population swells, and you yeah. you cop it pretty much. It's actually quite funny because my, as you know, my shop faces the Coles car
0: park, so it's a big mm. supermarket car park. Yeah. Um, I get to work, you know, relatively early, sort of quarter to eight. Grab a coffee, um, and just stand in the door of my shop and just. Watch the carnage unfold in the car park. People it's, it's, fighting for car parks. Oh yeah, it's a it could be a reality TV show all of its own. It's really? uh, it's good little snarls and horns honking
1: and stuff. It's like you're at the beach, people. Just just chill out a little bit, please. You know what though? Like it, it it's certainly that time of year where people get a bit nancy about parking spots and um, about everything. I, I, yeah, I had I f- I went to the shops the other day and I'm past the point of getting grumpy anymore. I'm like, well, whatever. People are going to take their time. Whatever. So I was following this person in a on those little combo vans and Mm. they pulled up and they had like four or five car parks all along. They go right, try and pull on that, and that couldn't get it. Oh, go left, couldn't pull into that one. They tried about five times. I'm like, okay, my patience is wearing thin, but more to the point, you should not have a license. If you cannot park (laughs) that small little thing, (laughs) like where are people learning to drive these days? And this is it. It's scary. And I expected. I expected something to get out of the car. That was my sort of vision of what was driving the car, and it was so not that. And I was even further further disappointed about it. it was like, so anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you hey.
0: know, yeah, as I say, it's always a, a a crazy time of year, and I, I kind of look forward to the back end of January where things start to slow down a little bit. Yeah, um, got a uh, trip to New Zealand in the last week of Jan, so bring that on, and uh, yeah, you know, that's when I get my little break, which is great. And then the kids go back to school and things fall back into some kind of normality. But for uh, mm. now, she's all systems go with uh, Ocean Grove camera and photo. That's for
1: sure. sure. Surely your highlight of January wouldn't be going to New Zealand, though. It would be more hanging out with me for a couple of days doing our workshops, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And if they weren't sold out, we'd probably plug them even harder. But uh, yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> that's right. So uh,
0: that'll be next week. Goodness me, how quickly does things roll around? Oh, it is too, isn't it? Like it's it's this (laughs) time next week. That's right. So this time next week, I don't know how we're going to put
1: a podcast together and do our workshops, but uh, we'll work it out. I reckon we can do something. I reckon we can record the whole day. And we'll do we'll do snippets like we'll do five minutes here and five minutes there, and then and we can we'll put, put it together. We'll Put that up as a uh, as, as an a, episode. As yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. We we'll, said we we'll, said we we're going to do something different this year, so
0: we are. We already have done some different stuff. The eagle eyed amongst you will have noticed, but we'll we'll just see if people pick up the things that we do. <laughs> What have you done? I, I can't see anything. Thank you. to Speaking of, thank you to yeah. the 740 people that are now subscribers to the YouTube channel. We appreciate that. As we have made it our mission to get to 1,000 subs this year, let's see how we go. Um, I,
1: I would like to see us to get to 1,000 subs by middle of this year. Okay. And I yeah. think, here we go, this is going to lose subscribers, but I think our subscribers need to pull their finger out a bit. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think they need to share this amazing little show with their friends and photography groups and whatever. Amazing wherever you are in, show, wherever you, you are so in ourselves. the world, share it around, tag us, tag the YouTube channel in a post. Um, put it out there, tag us, let us know that you're doing it. Um, because yeah, let's be honest, this is really the only Australian photography podcast slash show on YouTube that is worth watching, even to the point that one of our uh, our own fan sent us an email about some other show that kicked off, and <laughs> may 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 have touched on how different it was to our show, and yes um, how different. we different different mm. Mm. may not have been the word they used, but that's mm. the word we're gonna use. that's funny. um, so yeah, share it around. I'd like to see us get to a thousand so just to see a thousand like we did a hundred episodes oh, well, it'd be great I think for me, quite seriously,
0: um clearly the more people that watch. And the more people are subscribed, which is growing all the time, and we do really appreciate it. Hmm. Uh, the more effort we'll put in, and the more <laughs> more good stuff will come along. So <laughs> it'll sort dri- it sort of drives us to 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 keep putting this wonderful little.
1: So Sorry. pretty much what you're saying is that what we're doing at the moment is just half our stuff until we start getting the subs in. Has been for the last two and a half years, so <laughs> what would it be any different from here?
0: That was our business uh, plan, wasn't it? Half arsed yeah, until right. we reach a thousand, <laughs> the, it should have been called the half asked photo show,
1: Cam. Your background, uh, uh yes, where am I? I let, am in a... let, let, Let's start there, let, let's put a show out, shall we? Oh, yeah, we forget that we're doing this sometimes. Hey, um, I was in a cave, um, wow. so and f- funny story about this, so I'll elaborate, but this is the Hastings Caves down south. Uh, down south, there you go, of uh, Hobart. It's about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes from Hobart. You've got the Hastings Caves and the thermal pools. There's these beautiful thermal pools you can go swimming in. And the other day I went down there with the kids, uh, you know, school holidays, let's go out and do something for the day. And you get to walk down into these really cool caves. Um, I've been in all the caves or well, public access caves in Tassie, and I reckon these are probably the most dramatic. Like they go down quite deep and they go in in long, which is great, so you get a really good look around. Uh, It was pretty busy when we went there, but uh, we were lucky to get uh, the stairwell free there and get a bit of a handheld shot again with the OM-1 handheld about a second. It's crazy how you can do that. But it was a really good experience. The kids loved it. They thought it was amazing. They were looking for trolls and monsters and everything else that was in there. Um, But funny little story, I put it up on my Instagram account and said, um, you know, had a great day out with the kids and stuff. And one of our viewers from the UK, who is out here traveling around Australia at the moment, uh replied and said that he 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 went on the same trip it was great Uh, it was a shame that there was three groups of 28 people the day he went to go in the caves and i'm like well i was in the first group of those 28 people and he was in the he was in the second so rod who listens from the uk i think he's out here on holidays at the moment um we were literally in the same cave on the same day in the south of tasmania so how's that for weird so out caves
0: look fantastic now i'm i'm
1: why? Why have I never heard of these? This place. Where is it? Sorry. So it's about a, it's about an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes south of of Hobart. So you'd head yeah. down, not not Port Arthur way. You head down the other way. Yes. Um, and they're down there. They're just down the bottom of the road near Cockle Creek. Yep. Um, which is towards the end of the South Coast Track. If anyone's hiking and and done hiking down that way, um, but it's a really good, beautiful little cave. Um, and like I said, you got the thermal pools there, where you can go swimming. They're heated, obviously. Uh, we went down. It was about 23, 24 degrees. Beautiful day down here. Um, yeah. And the kids loved it. We had some lunch down there. Um, you remember last episode, we were talking, well, the one before, we are talking about how good the national parks were in America and how Australia and Tassie could take it on. This, mm-hmm. is a prime, this one is a prime example of how they could make this place a lot better because, unfortunately, you can't book online. So you've got to go down there and hope that you can get on a tour. Now that's an hour and 45 minute drive without knowing whether or not you can get on a cave tour, which is a bit silly. And then you get in there and the poor park staff are also the cooks and the lunch people and this and that. So everyone's lining up for booking in the cave, buying lunch, getting hot food, buying merchandise. It's just, like we we got in and out really quick but you could just see how that would not work very well so yeah definitely if you are going to go down to the hastings caves um i suggest trying to get down there early and and be ready to wait for maybe a couple of tours before you get on one um but get there early and um and take your own lunch take your lunch mm. and have a picnic by the pool it's beautiful yeah, it would be a bummer if you made that huge trek especially if i made that huge trek from well here. imagine imagine we made it and we had a podcast or a show that could that's right that had to be done on, we could get and, we could get on there and shame parks and wildlife Tasmania because not that we would ever do such a thing. Apparently that's trending. So yeah, that's right. That's another story, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, background for me, waha. That's
0: um, uh, a highway out in the Wimmera. Now this is actually if you can see in the distance there, there's, it, uh, there's a some rock. birds. There's a gigantic uh, rock between uh, a couple of the. Uh, let me let me. Where, where am I? Let me there. That 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 there. That's a tree. That's a tree, isn't it? No, that's a gigantic rock known as Miter Rock, because Ah. over further that way is Mount Arapiles. That was when we were out there. uh, Oh, nearly twelve months ago, I suppose it was sort of February March last year. So, Ah. uh, took the kids out there on a bit of a camping adventure and uh, had an absolute. Boy, I just loved how desolate it was out there. But Mm. Cam, I'm here to tell you, it does not look like that at the moment. Um, Victoria has had the wettest start to a January on record. So everything out there is as green as the eye can see, apparently. Right. As far as the eye can see. Yeah. So even up in the Mallee, it's green. It's not, uh, it's not, it's sort of baked off Brown. So
1: yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I think I was having a conversation with my mum the other day and um we both have been saying for years that all the weather's changing, obviously, but Melbourne now gets more Sydney weather and and Hobart now seems to get the old Melbourne weather where it's, you know, sunny and a bit more, yeah. less humid. Yeah. Um. But the the seasons are two months behind. Summer does not start now until February. It feels that way, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon here on the Ballerine, we, for the last four or five
0: years, have had the best weather, geez, right into March, April, May. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember, remember when we did the Overland, I mean... Yeah. Yep. the Overland Track aside because it rained the whole week, but Did that not. week after was some of the best weather.
1: Yeah, ever well that's right. Over. You stayed down with it stunning, the family, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: stunning down there. So um, yeah, no, you're right. It's funny as 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 the seasons seem to be changing, and mm. I think we need more data to back that up over a longer period of time. But certainly, yep. uh, over the last sort of half a decade, five years, it's been. It feels like it's been that way,
1: mm.
0: which um, is kind of interesting because it does change. Uh, The way I would look at photography, I mean, I get ready for autumn colors, you know, in March, April, that might get pushed back later. Um, Well, even,
1: even, yeah, winter and all
0: that sort of stuff. It's all, it's all changing.
1: Even even this year, um, we have the Scaparia plant, which is like this beautiful colored plant. You would know it rips the hell out of your clothes and scratches yes. the hell out of you. It. It's a prick of a plant, but it looks good. Yes. But um it does that take used, nice photos. Yeah, it does, but that's that's all gone. Usually that hangs off in, well into in January. That was gone before Christmas, apparently. So yeah, yeah. It's um, funny. But it is funny. But we're not a weather show, are we? We're
0: we're a photography show. A photography so photography. our main topic for discussion this week, Cam. Um we're going to talk about how to stop taking too many images. So, Cam, you put up uh, a bit of a Facebook poll during the week. Um, you wanted people to list their top three least favourite things about photography, I suppose. How did you word it? Can you recall? Or... Uh,
1: uh, yeah, sort of. It was, um, like it was something along the lines of what are your three bugbears of yes, that's right. of, of photography because we all have them and yes. things that do our head in. So it was what are the, what are the three top things that do your head in? Yeah. Um, and I said mine was jamming my fingers in a tripod because that happens on a regular basis, regardless on the of the coldest that... day of the year. That, normally yeah, yeah, happens. exactly right. I, regardless of how <laughs> well I try and not do it, um, yeah. the other one was shooting too many images, and then I can't be asked when I get back to check them all. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was backing up memory cards. I don't do that enough. Like, I'll I put a card in the other day, and I'm like, geez, I've still got shots from halfway through last year that are on that yeah. memory card. So we put it over to our wonderful, amazing uh, followers on the Down South Facebook page. And we had close to 100 replies, which is really good. But we thought we'd touch on a few of them because some of them were quite um, popular. There was a lot of repeat ones that people had the same problem with. uh, And we thought we might be able to help out maybe. Yeah, a lot of people said that um, they have the same issue where
0: you'll go out on a shoot. I mean, we all do it nowadays with digital. Of course, you go out and you just, take a lot of photos, um, yeah. and end up taking too many photos. And I'll give you a case in point. So, uh, last week my nephew came down from Brisbane for the Australian road cycling championships in Ballarat. Yeah, Um, massive event. It was fantastic to see. It's his first guy. He's only 16 and he's in road cycling. Anyway, they had a, what they call a criterium, which is around the, uh, the main street of Ballarat, basically Sturt street. It was just a one kilometer long circuit, but I had access everywhere. Yeah. Um, And of course, being, I just wanted to get, I don't shoot a lot of sport, but I like practicing with that kind of stuff. Uh, A few of the tips that I picked up in bright sort of rang loudly in my ears Um, and I was shooting a little bit of burst mode. And before I knew it, I mean, my nephew's race went for 45 minutes, but uh, before I knew it, I had 1500 images, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and then you got to look through them all. Yeah. And I think I spent the entire race looking through the lens. um, Yeah. It was a lot of fun i got some i'm actually quite happy with some of the shots i got it was pretty cool uh and more importantly he is so that's that's good but yeah this issue of taking loads and loads of photos and then i don't know you the mojo's done like you, you yeah the excitement of being at an event or being out in the wild and taking photos or you've seen an amazing sunset it wears off really quickly when you have got to wade through the images and pick yeah. out the your best ones and um, do, do you have a process that you go through cam? I mean, you've already said that sometimes you don't see photos off a memory card for six months, but
1: yeah, like I, I, I have the same problem as everyone. Um, even today, like I was going through some photos. I was thinking of might entering, uh, I might even, even enter a photo competition, which I never do, but I suddenly came across my, my social media. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll enter that. Maybe Did not we have a whole episode that says yeah. don't enter photo. Comps? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm such a, I'm, I'm the biggest hypocrite going around, um, <laughs> but I, I was looking through photos and I'm like, God, there's a lot of photos here. And like, I usually five-star rate the ones I like out of a, out of a, a shoot or a location, but then you look at the ones either side and I'm like, Oh wow. why why did I not even touch that photo? That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I do the same. I come home and I'll, I'll go through the photos and I'll pick, you know, a dozen photos out of a, a thousand that I like or something like that. And the rest of them just sit there. I don't, I don't even delete them off hard drives. I just leave them on hard drives and they take up space, but, yeah we're all guilty of it um and you certainly can if there's a moment going on with light or conditions or something cool going on you will shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot but what i think i try and practice out in the field now is i really try and before i press the button i really look at it and go is that better than what it was the last shot like is it better than two minutes ago is it and generally speaking if you're doing a sunset the light's going to get better as you go along and a sunrise the light's going to drop off as it goes on so I really pay a lot of attention on the previous shot I do and whether or not if I press the button again, is that going to be better than that first shot? Probably not. So I try and space my photos out a bit more in time. So like you said, it's really easy to sit there and spray and take a photo Mm -hmm. every 30 seconds and go, I'll take a thousand shots of the one sunset. But I, I sort of think now I, I, I guess with a bit of practice, I notice that the light changes probably every five minutes. I reckon there's a good sort of guide and that's when I try and do a shot. So when I go back and look at some of my shots in the last year, maybe they're all about five minutes apart. They're not two minutes apart or 30 seconds apart because really nothing changes much in that 30 seconds. I'll probably just interject there and
0: just say at this time of year, you're exactly right. That yeah. you know, the the twilight, like the t- the days are longer, the sun takes yeah. longer to set. So yeah, five minutes is about right. I'd probably argue you could almost halve that time. Though yeah, probably two, two minutes maybe in winter. Yeah, yeah when, yeah, when the sun's disappearing quite quickly, things can change yeah. a lot faster. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely on your same wavelength.
1: Yeah, so I think it's a matter of just being more patient. And I, I say it on the workshops as well. Like try and pretend you're shooting with film you know, like with film, if you do that, you're going through a roll of film in in two minutes, you know, you're getting 36 exposures done. So (laughs) let's try not to do that. Let's try and really slow down. And, and I, and I think with the process of slowing down and not taking many shots, I think that also improves your compositions and your your exposures because you've got a bit more time in between. to just double check things. You might say, Oh, hang on. Maybe I'll just double check that composition. Oh, look, I didn't realize that little stick was coming in and annoying me or whatever. So, I try and just space it out a bit more. And that's, I think, one way to stop taking too many photos. Definitely. Um, another good way to do it is, and this is sort of going a bit further with the whole idea of shooting film, is use smaller memory cards. So you've got to be yeah. a bit more conscious of actually how many shots you take. So clearly, if you're going to do a bike race or something active where you need to be able to have unlimited shots of you know something happening. But if you're going out just to your local beach to do a sunset shot, why not take a smaller memory card so you're not tempted to take a thousand shots of the one night you can yeah. take 200 shots. So that'd, that will be some of the things I look at doing, but that time yeah. one's a big one for me.
0: Okay. Um, question without notice. And this is, uh, yes, uh, I am
1: drinking hard solo.
0: Nice. Um, furphy original over here. Um, so Olympus, I remember now you're an Olympus shooter predominantly. Mm. Yep. Uh, I'm knee deep in Olympus gear at the moment as well. I know Olympus used to do this, and I don't know if they still do it. When you're playing back an image on the screen, you used to be able to rate it. You used to be able to put like a, a th- yeah. one to three star rating on it.
1: Is yeah, that something I'm, they
0: still do? You, I can't you can,
1: recall. You can. You can still rate them. Um, this a, is on
0: the screen of your camera in the field at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I think you can do that with almost every camera these days. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that that's probably a really good way because,
0: you know, you, as I said before, you get the buzz of taking the shot when you take it. You know, you know yep. that that's that's the one, right? Yeah. Um. So being able to um, you know, mark it, mark the image, and and or rate the image, yeah. And then being able to sort your photos into your most rated images would probably. And I know you can do it on Lightroom. I understand that, but yeah, no, but I think it'd be in, very in the very field. cool to yep. be able to do it in the field, mark it up, and say, okay, well now all I have to really do is look back through instead of you know 500 photos there might yes. be 50 photos
1: that's right yeah and again that will by just by doing that will also just slow you down because you'll look at it and go oh that's pretty good i better put a rating right. on that one yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I think it's it's i guess it's like anything like we are addicts i guess in a way photographers like once yeah. something's once something's going on we get a thrill out of pressing that button and we really enjoy it but at some stage i think you've sort of just got to pull back on the on the on the addiction a bit so yeah Yes, we can take thousands of photos, great. But do we need to? Probably not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got another point as well. And that and this is this is to do more with me in terms of aging. Um, my vision is nowhere near as good as it used to be. Even right. looking through a view well, definitely looking at the screen. So yeah. Generally speaking, when we play back an image, we play it back on the LCD screen on the back of the camera. Perfect. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. The other night I was out shooting the sunset, it was incredibly glary where I was standing and it was, I was actually finding it really hard, even like zooming the image up on the screen just to check focus and stuff. So what I ended Mm. up doing was actually playing the images back through the eyepiece. Yes. Which of course blacks out everything. And it was much better. And you know, I could study the image a lot better. Um, I'm wondering, like in the field, whether whether I should get myself a bigger screen, or whether I need to worry about that at this point. And I mean, I've seen people that you, you can actually most um, high end cameras now have a HDMI mm. out, and you can add an extra screen. You can literally set
1: another screen up right beside you if that if, if if that's a concern. Well, you can, yeah. Um, one thing you you make a really good point there about the viewfinder because generally first one this year, Cam. The uh, first point and last. First um, good point. First good point. Because, <laughs> like, for example, like, I do exactly the same. I my vision's okay, but I find looking through the viewfinder gives me an unintruded, uninterrupted, unglary view of the shot I've just taken. And yeah. the other thing to keep in mind, like for example, like the Olympus one, the viewfinders are generally a higher resolution than the screens are. So if you, yeah, I
0: think I think that yeah might well, be. Well, yeah, yeah. for
1: example, if you look at the OM one, I just quickly googled it there. The viewfinder has approximately five point seven million dots. How's that? The the monitor has one point six million. There you go. So to to check focus and to check, I guess detail and stuff like that of the shot, you might be better off using that viewfinder and zooming yep. in, doing that. And because you're putting it up to your eye, like you said, you can get an eye cup and get it really uh, nice and isolated there. But yeah I'm the same I, I looked through the viewfinder to double check things uh, yep. again uh, it's important that you take your time checking all the things so mm-hmm. yeah um, um yeah
0: and I just noticed as well uh, mm-hmm. noticed in other words Googled <laughs> uh, apparently when you've got your when you're playing photos back on Olympus camera you use the ISO when it's in playback mode use yes. your ISO button and toggle through as you would normally for ISO to give your different star ratings for your photos
1: there you go so that's easy to it is still yeah. a thing. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't dream that up. No, I've seen it on the Sony's. I've seen it on the Canons and Nikon. I've seen it on uh even on the Leica. I had. They all had the same thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that. Like that's a. You're right. Like it's it's silly that we don't do that because we come back to Lightroom and we spend so much time doing that. Yeah. Like you know, in the moment where you get a good shot, you might go, "Oh, hang, on, that's a good one." The problem is, you'll probably end up rating them all good, and come back to your computer and still have a thousand rated photos yeah. you got to go through. And,
0: and and if anyone's like us, I mean we're time poor. Like you you just you want to the amount of times I've got come off a beach at sunset, particularly this time of year when I wouldn't get off the beach till 10 PM Yeah, you know, because you're waiting for that absolute last light. You're all excited, you come in you put your memory card in, and then you're absolutely knackered and you and you're sitting there and you're trying to look at you and you're nah, I'll do this tomorrow. Well yeah. that sunset that I shot back on the fourth of January is still in my memory card. I haven't yeah. even looked at it yet um yeah. you know so yeah. it becomes a bit of an issue um you know at this time of year in particular winter's not as bad but you don't i think you get the best sunsets at this time of year so yeah. that's why it becomes a bit of an issue when you're trying to uh work out what the best photos were and of course for me you know running a local business as well I do like to use facebook uh, and instagram mm-hmm. to a lesser extent to promote you know to say hey how good was this sunset and generally when I say that and put that up well, for yeah. the next twenty-four hours, it gets a heap of traction, and which is yeah. a business thing, so uh, yeah. that that works really well. But if I sit on an image for a while and then put it up, oh well, sorry, this was the sunset on the
1: fourth of January. It's now the fifteenth. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, it generally right. just goes through to the keeper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there's like I said, there's pros and cons of taking lots of shots, but. I think less is more. If you can learn to take less shots, again, it's gonna speed your editing up. It's gonna, like I said, you're gonna be able to get images out to people in a quicker fashion. It's gonna be more relevant. Uh, and you won't do your head in as much. So No, but definitely not. I think one thing to remember though, I think one thing to help you slow down is like a written down here is make sure you stop and check all your all your settings first. You know, check the time, the day, that's good. Check your settings are good. Take, get into a habit of doing those little checklist things before you press the shutter um, and that'll slow you down a bit and that'll save your shots as well.
0: So a little little tip from me, Um, generally speaking, when you get to a location, there's a bit of a walk. You don't generally just park your car, unless you're really at an amazing location that's got all the access. You don't just get out the car
1: and sit on the bonnet and take photos, right? Unless you're Christian Fletcher. Apparently that's what he does. Right, okay. But
0: generally there's a bit of a walk involved. So what I like to do is um, I might put my pack on, but I'll have the camera in my hand, the camera I intend to shoot with as I'm walking and I am checking those settings. So I'm looking at the light, I'm looking at what the settings might be. The first one I check is ISO. And the reason for that, is because if I've shot Astro the night before and I haven't changed the setting, and I think this was one of the bugbears that it someone was. put up on the, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it kills me. It kills mm. me. If I, and you had a problem on one of the big mountains in Tasmania. Yeah. I, 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 cl-
1: yeah, I climbed the highest mountain and shot it all at 3,200 ISO and just yeah. completely screwed the pooch and all the shots. But here we are passing on that as a lesson mm. to our viewers and listeners. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? I think it's a good lesson to be learned. So do it first and then learn from it. Climb yes. the highest mountain in your state and that's take right. photos. You won't forget it. Won't forget it. Um, but yeah, that, that's another one that popped up was making sure you check all the settings from the night yeah. before. It's so if... frustrating,
0: mate. When you take oh, a yeah. heap of photos and you go, oh my God, I'm at 3200 ISO or, yeah. I'm, at, or yep. I'm at whatever. You know, you've, you're know, you in manual focus and you didn't even realize that it wasn't hitting focus you thought it yes. was. You know?
1: Yeah. I, that, I, the stupid thing about the one I had on Mount Ossa was I was taking photos I'm like Jesus. The shutter speeds going fast up here. It's I know it's bright, but geez, It must be an altitude thing. (laughs) Four thousands of a shutter because eight thousand. I'm like, oh well, you know. And I got down. I'm like, oh, they're all grainy as crap, and all the highlights are completely gone. And I was that would be why I was knackered. It's a big climb. I was excited. Didn't check, but yeah. So lesson learned. Um, the other one that came up a lot in the list was people leaving home without memory cards, without batteries, tripod mounts, uh, incredible, all, all that kind of stuff. So. There's a real easy way to fix that is just give yourself. Well, you've got the ultimate answer to one of them by having a memory card in your glove box of all the time. It I still all, don't, there is I, always I, a memory card in my glove box. Of my I still band. I still don't have that, but there needs to be put a glove put a spare memory card. They're cheapest chips. Yep. Put one in your in your glove box or in your in your wallet or whatever you're doing. Put it somewhere yep. it's going to be. Put in your ashtray if cars still have those ashtrays. Yeah, um, but the other thing people forget is extra batteries and stuff like that, which uh, that can be easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. Things like filters and things like that are also easy to leave at home. So make yourself a bit of a kit. If you've got a camera bag, you know, just double check it before you go out. Again, it's just a matter of taking like five minutes of your time to check it all. Uh, yeah. Make sure your batteries have got charged in them. Um, I always make sure when I come home from a shoot, I put one battery back on charge. Like even if it's not the battery I use, I'm in a habit of just putting a battery on charge. So yeah. I know next time I just grab it and take it in the car with me.
0: And to me, this is where uh, the one of the biggest advancements, and it's not that new, but it's been around for probably the last five or six years now, is on camera charging, which yes. means you can plug it into a portable battery bank. Which yeah, man, a cigarette lighter? Well, you can exactly that too. Yeah. See cigarette lighter ashtray. We are ch- children of the '80s,
1: aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Plug it in. Plug it into the ashtray. And right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. You can like I do that as well. Like in between shoots, especially when I've done weddings, I'll just put my camera on charge in between locations. And yeah just even if it's 10% that gets put back into the battery that's going to probably save you some pain later on but
0: yeah i love it i actually keep a, a so a battery bank in my uh my big um, low pro backpack and then with two cords yep. Oh, actually it's good now the one good thing about going to the iphone 15 it's now usb c like everything oh, yeah, yeah. else i own so we're yes. now yep. we only going to take one cable which is which is very very handy for this model but even the best of us cam even the best of us can um Overlooked the little issue of charging a battery. Uh, When I was shooting that sunset the other night, I decided to go live on Facebook to the the shop. (laughs) And I'm recording away and taking some photos and thought I was really, you know the look really pro photographer with, you know, getting all this right. And then it just, the battery exhaust battery yeah. flashes up on the screen. But
1: you managed, you managed it well though. You managed it well. You, oh, well, I, it over, didn't so I? Made yeah. It look like I? Yeah. I oh, do no no, no, no. no. That, that was actually a setup just to get, that was a bit of clickbait. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was a lesson without being a lesson.
0: Well, um, then I just grabbed my EM1X and kept taking photos, but that, you know, but the uh, OM5,
1: no, 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 it was cooked. No yeah. more battery for you. No more battery. So, no. so yeah, make sure you keep things ready to go in a kit of some sort and keep something in your car if you need to as well. Um, yes. The other one that came up a lot, and I think we can all relate to this one, was how to motivate yourself if you're time poor. Like so many people, you, you can almost see it in their comments, how frustrated they are that they want to go to the beach or to the mountains or whatever their favorite hoot to take photos, but they're working or they haven't got the right time to get there. And I I used to hate this when I was working full time is, especially down here in Hobart, I'd look at my, I was on level 12 of the building. I'd look out the window and there's Mount Wellington covered in snow. (laughs) And I'd be talking to people on the phone about their age pension in Greece. And Mm. I'd be like, what the hell am I doing here? I want to be up that mountain taking photos, my God. And then you get out in the mountains, snowed has melted or whatever. So it's really important to try and keep yourself motivated and not get in the dumps about having to work and not go out and follow your addiction, which it is. Um, how do you? You probably might be able to answer this one a bit better because you do still work and and shoot sort of simultaneously. Um, yes. How do you keep yourself? Like it must be frustrating when you're serving customers and you can see, a, you know, cracking sunset starting to happen outside. I'm, or- I'm definitely at an advantage in
0: so far as if if. If there was an amazing conditions, I can literally close the shop and be on the beach in five minutes. So would you, would you do that? I have done it
1: before. You shut the shop for a condition. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a
0: big storm that came through. Oh, I want to say four or five years ago, and right. I just, I just look. No one was going to come out in a storm, so I just shot down the beach for half an hour and just you know, put a That's put great. it back at. Well, so like you are
1: you are an advantage because you're your own boss. But yeah. what advice would you give to people that are working like a nine to five who? only get the weekends and then they've got to manage family time or partner oh, time of course and stuff it's like it's
0: It's got to be tough, but I think communication with your friends and family and partners to say, Hey, I really love my photography. I'm putting a little line through this evening or this few hours. This that's, next month. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, you know, that's, that's Brendan or Cameron time. I'm going out to take photos. Just,
1: just, yeah.
0: it's one of those things where, and I know everyone's tries to say as organized as possible, but, and it's just another thing to have to do. But really, make time for your photography, and mm. and just say to people, well, you know, I'm I'm going to take photos that day, and I'm going on yeah. my own. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And
1: if I- if the if your partner can't understand that then yep. you need to get yourself a new partner. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Simple as that. We're giving we're mar- here for you. We're marital. <laughs> we're giving you partnership advice here is that if they don't follow your passion of photography as much as you do.
0: Yeah. Now, keep- that
1: might even only be once, you know, every fortnight, once a month. It could be yeah.
0: even less than that. But yeah. if you do that, if you block out a thing on the calendar and it's not that hard to do, I mean, you know, even if it was... Okay, let's say, for example, you live in Melbourne, yep. and you know you want to go and take photos. Well, first of all, you got all the Bayside area, which is wonderful. You've got the mountains not too far away. You could get to places like uh, places like uh, Lake Mountain and these sort of areas. Uh, the Dandenongs, Dandenongs are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Dandenongs. Yeah. Even Cape, out my way, the Yu-Yang's, Cape Shank, Cape Shank. Absolutely. Down to the Ballerine Peninsula here. I mean, you know, you can, you could get in the car at three o'clock in the afternoon to go out and shoot the sunset. That's no problem at all. So you're not talking about days. You're talking about hours, you know, that you can literally put on the calendar. Now, I also understand that the conditions might not fall your way on those days. I would Mm. encourage you to stick to it. You get what you get and you don't get upset. You right. just go out and you take well, I guess, photos no yeah. matter what because yeah, that's yeah. your time to go <laughs>
1: and take photos I can I can speaking from a maybe a partner point of view I can imagine how that might get a little bit uh un, unhappy with you if you're like I'm going out this Saturday for half a day to do some photos this is what I'm planning. They go, oh, okay, well, I've got half the day on my own and I'll go do this with my mates So I'll do this. And then you wake up in the morning like, oh, the weather's not really good for it. I'm staying home. What do you want to do? Let's go do brunch. <laughs> that would that, that would do my head in. I'd be like, no, no, no. You had your you had your time. You go yeah. have your time somewhere. No, so that's where you're right. You stick to it and go out. But it is frustrating. Um, And that's where like some of my customers have got it done really well. Like they still work, but uh, i got some, two great customers, which are Joe and Tanina. They regularly um comment on the show as well and they've been oh, they, familiar. yeah they put down a workshop every year that's their whole their photography holiday they're doing how each year um it's locking me in for a few years to help me retire which is great but they uh they are locking in um a pho- a photographic holiday for them their mates good mates they go together um and that means they get that time their partners know their family know their work know so yep you know may, maybe and again you know it depends how much leave you want to take and allocate to photography but you could easily say, right, well, for this weekend in whatever month, I'm going away for the weekend. might be BFOP, might be the Bright Festival or whatever it might be. Um, But I think you're right, planning it, putting in the calendar, communicating, I think that'll avoid some of the angst that comes with it when people just get in arguments with other people about it.
0: And, hey, if there's two or three times a year when, you know, the night before you realise the next day is going to be, a blizzard where you are or mm. the next day is going to be, or the next night's going to be an incredible sunset or there's the super moon or whatever you want. You know, I don't see any reason why you can't just, you know, do those as extras. But yeah, yeah. if, if, if you have a bit of a regimented sort of, you know, program where, you know, there, that's, that's photo day, then that's great. But then, yeah. yeah, as you say, booking in a trip where you know you're going to be away for four or five days. Um, yeah. And isn't it funny how we, we, we always tend to book trips to beautiful places to take photos.
1: What a bonus! Yes, it is nice that the photos do work well in beautiful places. Yeah, funny about that. <laughs> but that's the yeah that's the thing. So that they're they're probably the top three things: the too many photos, the you know, the forgetting the gear, and you know, and the other one was the motivation. So um, there's a few others which we might touch on on another episode. But um, it was actually yeah it got a lot of traction that, and a lot of people had amazing answers but you it was funny you could you could feel the hurt in some of the comments about I left a bloody memory card here and I did this or you yeah. know, I, I can't get off work I hate my job type of thing like there's all these it was quite funny but um as long as you're getting out and doing it as much yep. as you can that's that's the main thing it's good for you it's good for your mental health yeah exactly right and uh, so hopefully that's helped you
0: folks um that was uh, relating back to a post that can put up on our Facebook page jump on Facebook say hello uh, go to dsps.com.au, which is our website. That's dsps.com.au, um, and you'll find all date? the links to all this fun stuff there, including um, we haven't – this is a question without notice. We haven't sort of signed off on our December summer comp yet, but we might oh. do that next week. That's fine. Oh, yeah, Well, we've got the winner, haven't we? we? Oh, no, we've got the top five. We've got the top five, but we haven't we'll, – we'll, we'll put the winner up next week just to tease this out a little bit longer. Why not? All right, see if we can get a few more subs before – that's what we do. Um, would you like me to talk about that bit of gear talk, Cam? Uh yeah, I think it'd be interesting because um if you, I had a little you, if, if you want to give me two minutes, I can go and get it. Should we should we do a magic two minute cut? Okay. All right. I'll cut. go and do it. A- <laughs> yeah, I got you there. Welcome back. Yeah, how about that? so cut by the wonders of modern technology, that never <laughs> happened. Well, don't
1: don't listen to what I said in between. So that's good. What, what what gear talk are we talking about, Cameron? Uh, so you got yourself. We, we were talking about this, I think, on the last episode or the Christmas episode. Nice. Um, I believe you have yourself a little little toy in your hand. I I Actually, do. that's a bit bigger than I thought it was, maybe. Well, it's, I have got it quite close to the camera, Oh, right. But... Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah. you've got yourself the new DJI. Osmo osmo pocket number three is that correct that is correct and for those of you who don't know what this is
0: this is a well for all intent and purposes a video camera Mm. that is designed for really designed for vlogging so for video blogging or um making youtube clips basically out in the field um absolutely amazing little piece of equipment and Mm. gonna be hard to show it here but it's, it's got a little screen on the front, and the best part about it is when you turn it on like so, it has a little gimbal, oh. which which is absolutely incredible. And one thing I love about it is that gimbal is completely stabilized, so you can I, see.
1: Yeah, they're very cool, aren't they? The
0: old chicken's head moving around sort of thing, but mm. uh, triple push on the button on the back, and? and it immediately spins around and becomes a selfie, which is pretty cool. So yeah. um, I put this to use uh as I say, a couple of nights ago, and recorded a little video of me shooting the sunset. So I've got to get that edited, and that'll go up on the YouTube channel.
1: Oh wow! Is right that the- here yeah. on the YouTube channel. Wow, is that like a bonus, bonus footage type of behind the scenes? It thing? is. But look at that thing! How cool they, is that? They are very cool. I had the number. I've got the number two, and I'm tempted to get the number one. Yeah. Look um, a number three. I mean, look at it. It is very cool. Yeah. Um, and they do an amazing job. But they do very good panoramas and stuff like that for relatively okay, uh, resolution. Um, so you got that it's got, yes. um, is it a one inch sensor? And in I think it yeah, is. yeah. Got... So
0: quite incredibly yeah. in there is a one inch, uh, CMOS sensor, which is pretty mm. cool. So yeah, it will, it do, it's designed for video. I think it'll yeah. even shoot 5k video, whatever 4K, um, think, Yeah. R- resolution. That's way too high for, yeah. um, <laughs> for, for for showing on YouTube for, anyway. for us. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but. As I was saying, the, the the screen on the back here is yep. is incredible because you can flip it like so, which also- Is it, is it easy to flip around? Incredibly. It's so yeah, okay. easy to flip. Uh, you just yep. literally flip it with your finger. Right, um, okay. That's and cool. And it just makes all your footage look professional because it's stabilized.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: A couple of early early things that I've noticed about it. Um, it is a little bit fumbly to get it out of the case. Um Yeah. And when you're trying to take photos and vlog with it at the same time, it's a little bit, bit, it's just going to take some getting used to basically.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've, like I said, I've got the number two and it's a similar sort of case and yeah, you can getting it out. Sometimes you can accidentally turn it on and a gimbal starts spinning around and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: finding that a little bit with it. Um, However, I love the weight of it. It feels great in your hand. It's not huge, but it's not tiny either. So it's got a really comfortable weight. Um, Yeah. I bought it with a vlogging kit. So it actually came with an extra battery, um, right. yep. and in terms of ease of operation, the way these things just uh, clip together. he's as he tries to do it un- upside down and in the dark, like that's <laughs> so that's now got a battery extender clipped onto yeah. it, which makes the handle twice as long as well. Yeah, yeah. As you can see there, um, and gives me twice the battery. So I think with the battery extender on it, you can record for like four hours or something. It's crazy yeah. in four K. So very uh, cool. And also in that little kit as well came the uh, external microphone. And one thing I've noticed over the last few years is how much better things are now uh, pairing with each other. I think 10.0 or wherever we're at with Bluetooth now is so much better. Straight out of the box, turn the Osmo on, turn the mic on, bang, you're instantly connected. Yeah, that's Um, good, isn't it? Yeah, and this is a radio mic, so it's very, very easy just to clip it wherever I want and just did, that you, did you get
1: the little dead cat uh sound protector
0: with it uh, that's in here somewhere as well i haven't even got that out of the box right. but nope there it is that's a little
1: so I, I i like i said I've, got, I've had one for a little while and i'm probably going to end up getting one of those in this year sometime but yep. i think they're a great little addition to have in your kit because they take up bugger all room now mm-hmm. a lot of people listening probably don't do video but There's nothing wrong. Like I always find with my camera, if there's a really amazing sunset going on, I sort of do like a 30-second clip video of just that scene. Uh, I think there's something really nice about watching just moving footage of a beautiful moment with no... Uh, human noise or anything like that just the nature noise like the waves crashing or whatever it might be yeah. um so they are a great little addition. And these are great you can going to sit you can do time lapse on them they do face recognition where they'll follow your face around and things like that yeah so if you're not into doing much video but it's something that interests you yeah. these are these are probably the best option i've i've come across like gopros are good your cameras are okay but they're a bit bigger these these go anywhere and when, when we do our workshops uh we'll obviously have one of these on there as well but when I yep. do mine, I get I get five star Dan to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff on those, and yeah. and he comes back with some great footage that I don't even know is being done of our trips that we've been, uh, what's going on in his car, what's going on you know behind us when we're setting up and stuff. So, they're great. I, I reckon they're really good. Something to have in the kit if you can afford one. They're about eight hundred bucks without yeah. the kit. I think. I think um, more importantly, they're
0: just going what they're going to add, you know, to our viewers as well for our yeah. viewers. Um, you know, it's going to yeah. be very very useful. I just yeah. love this feature though. When you turn it off and you literally just turn the screen, yeah, right, and now it's off. And then the way it goes to sleep and what it does, it yeah. locks that gimbal away very, yeah. very safely. So you can't break it, you can't bend it, you can't put it back in the case. Done. So you they don't have to calibrate cool. it or anything like
1: that. So no, no, they're very cool. Um, and I'm yeah. glad you got one because um, that means I can use it when we do our DSPS down south photo show workshops you next week. Can. You yeah. can, have a little play. Yeah, well, they retail for about eight fifty from DJI. Uh, they might be a little bit cheaper in JB. Um, or yeah. the kit, the combo kit that you got's about eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, that's right, um, exactly. But yeah, if it's something, if you're going on holidays, it's a really cool little addition to take with you just to do some video without having to worry yeah. about pulling um, your phone out or your camera
0: now it also has a flash new app from dji so it connects to your phone via the app so you can record directly to your phone if you want to uh or you can record to a built-in oh not a built-in but you can add a micro sd card so i just chucked a 128 gigabyte micro sd card in there and don't have to worry about it it'll just record till the cows come home uh full um full disclaimer I paid for this with my own money. DJI oh. did not send us this. This is not sponsored by DJI. <laughs> this, is the,
1: this is the show that never gets a sponsor, mate. Well, so it just worry.
0: sounded like we were waxing lyrical about it. But, and no. we kind of are because it's a great little device. It's but a great but, cool. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. And that, that's, yeah. that is the beauty of this show is that we don't get sponsored by anyone, barely ourselves. So anything that we plug is purely bought out of our own money. And and used in the same way that you would use it, so you okay. can take it to the bank. That we're not getting paid anything. That's right.
0: So if you would like to sponsor the Down South Photo Show, you know where to find us. Cam,
1: should we move on? Uh, let's to let's move word on. Of the yes, yes, this one's a good Photography one. Photography word of the week. Hey, how's those jingles coming along? Brilliantly. You wait. I'm waiting. I know. We're well, all waiting. waiting. We're all, we're all, we're all <laughs> waiting. Hey, uh, the photography word for the week is written down in front of you. Uh, yes. It is definitely related to digital photography. Okay. And I'd like to know if you know what it means. Would you like to um, read the word out? The word of the week is kernel. Kernel. Um,
0: K-E-R-N-E-L. Not B, like yep. Colonel Sanders, but kernel as in Call corn. kernel. Corn
1: kernel. Yes.
0: Photography. Now, how does kernel relate to photography? Mm-hmm. I...
1: Digital digital photography. The
0: digital photography. Okay. Does it also relate to analog photography? Uh, I would not suggest it would. No. Okay. Because I seem to remember uh, mm. when it came to, and I don't know. It rings a bell, and 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 my brain works in mysterious ways. But I, I seem I thought it had something to do with processing of an image, and a kernel Ooh, was was something yeah. that you would. I don't know, you'd put in front of a lens
1: or oh, nah, I'm, I'm off the mark, I think, but that's you're my, st-
0: it's something st- to do with processing of an image. Is that right?
1: You are starting to go, it sounded like you are going down a track that was familiar, but then it was warmer, 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 cold. Warm, warmer, warm. it did. No. <laughs> so a kernel is a targeted group of pixels in a closely defined array that can be convolved. So pretty much, it's our masking tool. So when we use our masking tool, what that does is it collects a, a, a kernel of pixels and we can use that to do contrast differences, highlights, exposure, all the things that we can do with a mask. So the size of the mask is the same as a kernel. In many texts of the term, the kernel and mask have become uh, interchangeable. They're the same thing. So what it does is a collection or a grouping of pixels, um, yeah. which, which can be then used to, I guess, make adjustments uh, similarly to all the pixels that's in that kernel or mask. Okay, so you basically grab one yeah. area of your image, so yeah. in one group of
0: pixels, and that becomes
1: the kernel, a kernel, a kernel or a mask. Okay.
0: Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you and go. Who says we don't educate you here on the Down South Photo Show, Dear Cam, episode yeah. one hundred
1: and seven, Cam. This has to be a first, I think. We've had a we've got a back to back. Dear Cam, We have yeah. the
0: same person who dear Cam us last week is back. So their, tone,
1: their tone has changed slightly from the last one. Though. Considering
0: that it opens with dear bloody Cam. Mm. <laughs>
1: bloody
0: What have you done to this person, Cameron?
1: Uh, he's from Adelaide. do we rag out Adelaide? I don't think we'd ever rag out Adelaide, would we? We probably have at some, but we rag out everywhere. Nothing, nothing's open to be ragged out in Adelaide.
0: <laughs> this is true. Dear bloody Cam, curious to know what you would recommend to newbies about mm. getting photos to the public eye. We hear a lot about Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, and Facebook. What about Vero or are there better ways, example, creating your own website? I am wary, weary, wary of putting photos on social media as they can get stolen. And we hear about not putting watermarks, et cetera. What mm. should we do that will be best to get our photos out there? Peter H from South Australia, southern suburbs of Adelaide. Hello, Peter. Thanks for tuning Remember
1: in. Remember, because you said Adelaide, South Australia. whereabouts in South Australia. You were pretty nasty, to be honest. It wasn't me. Oh, was it me? Was it? I think it was you. It says, I'm, "Dear bloody Cam." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used. I'm used to that kind of abuse. Um, uh, thanks again for your picture, uh, your picture, your photo. Uh, not your photo. Your question, maybe. Um, be- Peter. Yeah, Peter. We'll get there eventually. Um, I can't solo. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what. If we need to get a sponsor this stuff is anyone hasn't tried this it's like drinking lemonade with the same effect as beer it's great uh it's bloody expensive though so if we if they want to sponsor us giddy up anyway back to peter's question um look i think yeah there's a lot of platforms um instagram and facebook and x and vero uh there's also flickr um I think this conversation or this question almost changes on a monthly basis on yeah. where is good to put your photos and not put your photos. Um, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I, Instagram is doing my nuts in. I don't, I cannot get my head around Instagram the way it's gone. Like I said, it's more TikTok with the occasional nice photo. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really disappointing. It's all um, about the
0: reels, man.
1: It's all about the reels. It is. Now I, I did something on my Facebook page this week, which is quite new for me. And I, I'm going to do a bit of a plug here, nothing to do with the question, but it'll tie in nicely. Um, I started my own little subscriber uh, group, my exclusive subscriber group on my Blake Photography Facebook page. So people pay a subscription each month, a small amount. They go into this exclusive Facebook group where we'll do lots of sort of behind the scenes editing and sessions and stuff like that. Now, the reason I did that and I didn't do something on Instagram or another platform is because, I get a hell of a lot of engagement of my, on my photos through Facebook. And I actually think having a Facebook page is probably more beneficial than having an Instagram page or an X page. Um, I think based on the demographic who is photographers these days, we're not talking about the Insta celebrities and the wannabe influencers. I don't class them as photographers as such. They're they're more content creators. But if you want to get... uh. Engagement from people like ourselves, you know, true photographers who really just enjoy great interaction with great photography, then I think having a Facebook page is a good way to go. Um, the other one, like I said, is Flickr. Flickr seems to still go okay. Um, I'm not on regularly on Flickr, um, because it's just another platform I haven't got time to sort of play around with, but that's not a bad one. But I also think. Depending on what you want to do with your photos, Peter, if you're looking to sort of start selling them or start promoting them or trying to get some work out of it, then having a website isn't a bad idea either. But that costs money to get a website going. Um, So, yeah, I would say for me personally, I think a Facebook page these days seems to be a bit better for photography in my experience. And then if you can afford a website and the reason you want to put your photos out there is to get maybe some sales or start generating some interest on your work, then that's another one. Um, And just on the last point, uh, social media about things getting stolen. I've never been one to really sort of worry too much about that. The The reason being is that when you put your photos up on Facebook or Instagram, they're a minute resolution. They're very small resolution photos. So if someone wants to steal that, they're not going to be able to do much with it. And you are covered by law. So if someone does steal your image and they use it to advertise or promote a product or something like that, then you send them a letter and send them an invoice. And, and if they don't, then you, you take further action. But, um, yeah, and don't worry about watermarks. Watermarks, the metadata is there. All the details are there. You can still put a watermark on there. Um, just try not to put a big dirty watermark over the front of your your photo because that's detrimental to your art. So that would be, be my advice.
0: All sound advice and completely agree. I, uh, the Facebook thing, it's funny, isn't it? Because Facebook was a bit on the nose for a while there, mm. as not, but I think it's come a little bit full circle and not to, you know, I think with the demographic that we have, the people that follow our show, uh, I think Facebook is still their go to. Yeah. Um, funny thing though yeah Instagram and Facebook are owned by the same company the the metaverse or whatever it's yeah, called yeah. Um, so but so they've got their different platforms for the different generations I guess and and I think Facebook works really well um, I, I like the way on Facebook. so with Instagram and if you're scrolling through photos on Instagram I don't know the way it's even presented now isn't as good with Facebook no. it generally you see the image you can see a story to, without freaking hashtags Cameron Yes. Hashtags can get in the bin in 2024. I'm done with hashtags.
1: I hashtag, to, ha- hashtag no hashtags.
0: I just hate having to, okay, here's this photo. Oh, God, yeah, Brendan, you're supposed to hashtag. This. And if you don't, it gets no traction.
1: That's like. Oh, you know, the, the the little secret I've got for people out there that want to maybe get some of their work and engagement going. Here comes a pro tip. Well, it's not. I am by all means nowhere near a social media expert. Like I'm, I'm on the social media, but I, I don't. I don't. Claim to know the algorithms or any of that kind of crap. But what does work well for me on any platform is engaging with the people that enjoy your work. So people put up a comment, write a comment back. Ask ask them a question back. Say, oh, you know, I love that shot of your cave behind you. Oh, have you ever been to Hastings Caves trying to get an interaction going where there's a bit of a back and fro for a couple of minutes about questions about your photography or the photo or the location or the gear, whatever it might be. That's how you get traction. If you just put up a photo and then all these people comment and you just like the comment or you just move on and don't think about it, then it's not going to pick up that there's engagement on that post. So if you're going to post up a photo, be committed to the next hour or two, maybe just keeping an eye on it and answering a few questions and stuff like that. You'd be surprised how quickly that can drive people to your work.
0: 100%.
1: I totally agree. If you
0: have a deer cam question for. A bloody deer cam. And generally I answer it as well. uh, By all means hit us up Facebook, dsps.com.au, all those places where you can
1: leave us a comment. Um, Cameron, beer donations for the week. Would you mind doing the honours? Of course. Uh, We had a beer donation from Sean M. I think that might be Sean's first donation. So thank you, Sean. Sean Sean donated uh, a jug, a couple of jugs, I think it was. It was pretty good. smokes. Uh, so that's to, might have so to delve into those when you're down my way next week. that's so about one of those, I reckon. <laughs> that's right. Um and uh Jenny C made another donation. Thank you. And there's this other guy, Mallory H. Mel H.
0: No. I don't know. Must you be his first time as well.
1: Welcome you aboard, heard, Mel.
0: Have you heard of her? No. No, no I have not. No. Um, don't say that. He'll never donate one more. <laughs> G'day, Mel. Uh, see you in a couple of weeks as well, Mel.
1: Yeah, beers are on me in Utah, Mel. Okay, there you go. Because so I can't can you- drink and drive, so you have to drink it for you me. Put it here
0: first. Yeah. Um, one last little bit of housekeeping. We are down to three spots left for our Great Ocean Road workshop, which happens in May, towards the back end of May, 2024. Yes. Yep, that'll come around fast. So it's five months away, but it'll come around faster than you think. Uh, so jump on and check that out. All the links are at dsps.com.au,
1: I, Cameron. I, I reckon by the time this episode comes out, that might be two people. I reckon. Okay, that's what we like to hear. People joining yep. us
0: on these awesome
1: workshop adventures i'm looking uh, forward Cameron, to next week too it's going to be a lot say of fun that again, sorry i'm looking forward to next week it's got um it's yeah. becoming a tradition that we play golf in the morning and do workshops in the afternoon it's,
0: it's 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 great
1: um really looking forward to doing
0: those uh one day workshops um and it won't be too long before we probably announce the winter version of that as well because it that tends to roll around pretty quick too yeah
1: have we done that yet no
0: uh, i don't think so
1: oh, do we know where we're going yet no did we did we did we choose where we're going <laughs> probably Okay. I, I think I think we did. Um, they all sort of they all sort of gel into one. But we'll 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 you know,
0: you're gonna be down a, here, we'll be able to have a chat. We'll be able to
1: it's work. A, it it's it's a winter one, I'll give them that. So we'll give them a couple of clues. It's a winter one. Yes. And if you do come on this workshop, you'll get photos of uh wombats potentially in the snow. Um and you may also get um snowed in for a couple of days.
0: Uh, with us. So,
1: with us. There is okay. a bar. Could you imagine? <laughs> Yeah. Can you... <laughs> Sorry, folks, we can't go. No, no, it, we'll, we'll announce that next episode. We'll get that all. And it, we'll announce the winner of the summer thing. And we'll do it all next episode. Next episode is going to turn into quite the bumper episode by the sounds of this. Um, especially, especially when we're doing it on the run, when we're doing a workshop.
0: We'll work it out. It's fine. Um. So, Cam,
1: your week next week, well, you're getting on a boat? Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, I've got to get on a boat. Uh, I've got to get up at 4 o'clock on Friday morning. Yelch. And then drive up to Devonport and get on a boat. Are you doing a day sale? Yes, and then so the Spirit of Tasmania, wonderful company. Um, they look after us tourism operators, so they give us fifty percent of the show. They don't sponsor the show. They sponsored the Tas Photo Work uh, Festival. Nice. That that never happened. Never mind. Um, so they give us fifty percent off being a a tourism operator, so that's great. But they don't do it during peak periods. And part of my trip on the way up is during the peak period, and parts not. So I had to do like a double booking. (laughs) So the day sale was to save myself a bit of money, not getting a cabin and having to pay sort of full price. And then on the way back, it's a bit different. So I'll be on the boat. I'll be up in your neck of the woods Friday night, about seven o'clock. Lovely. Uh, Then I've got to go pick up the family uh, from the airport. I've also got to meet someone who was on the Franklin, Gordo, who came down on the Franklin River with us. I've got to return a massive battery bank that Jetstar wouldn't let him take home in November. So I've got to go meet him somewhere as well. So I'll be busy.
0: You will be hmm. busy. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um,
1: I'm taking a trip to the Mallee uh,
0: yeah. on Friday, back up to the old stomping ground for the weekend and catch up with the uh, the mother-in-law and hang out up there for a few days, which I'm quite looking forward to. And then, yeah, I'm back to meet with you and we put together our Down South Photo Show mm. daytime workshops, which have sold out. I'm sorry, folks.
1: Yeah. Hey, I know where your mother-in-law lives. You do. You know exactly
0: the house. I know exactly the house. I have pointed it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, That's around. Where, that's where I will be. Around the corner from the pub, basically. The Lake Boga pub. Lake Boga. Oh, spot. Fantastic yes.
1: spot. Cool. So that is
0: it. Uh, anything else to add this week, Cameron? Uh,
1: no. Like I said, I've, I've started that little subscriber thing on my Facebook page, Cam Blake Photography. If you want to get some really be, be sort of exclusive behind-the-scenes video, editing tips, shooting tips, gear tips, any questions, critiquing, you name it. Um, There's a little, it's only about $4.50 a month at the moment. It's probably going to go up sometime during the year, but uh, jump on the Cam Blake Photography Facebook page, have a look at the subscriber hub, and we might see you in there. Maybe. LinkedIn description. That is
0: it. That's the podcast. This has been episode 107 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you, I will see you this week, Cameron, and uh, we'll see you, good folks, next week for episode Mm. 108. Bye for now.
1: Bye for now. Don't forget, hard solo.
0: Hard.